0: Hello, and welcome to Growing Up with Dr. Sarah. Today, I am very excited because it is actually my 10th episode. It is so cool to see dreams and goals become a reality. And this was one goal and dream that I've had for a very long time. And that is to share experiences and stories, to teach you all some things and maybe even walk away with some tools each time you listen. So I do want to thank you for hanging on and I hope that you'll continue to enjoy the show in the future. It's just me today and I thought I would share something with you that is very near and dear to my heart and I mean that because it's something that as a parent I've had difficulty with and is it okay to let your child fail? And I'm not just talking about failing grades or making, you know, um, I'm also talking about really making any kind of mistake. So as a mom, I know it's very tempting to drop off the instrument your child forgot from school or to stop a mess before it's made Sometimes these teachable moments can build character, discipline, and they also help your child be more responsible in life later. We teach children through example. We teach children by advising and yes, through mistakes. We all learn from experience, right? Either if it's good or it's bad. So children need to learn early on that that there are consequences to their actions. When a kid corrects their own mistakes, especially before they happen, it encourages them to continue the behavior because, let's face it, it feels good, and that builds self-esteem. But when something goes wrong, it hurts, and they don't want to feel that way again. I tell my own kids that feelings are not right or wrong, it's what you do with those feelings that can make or break you. And this applies to how we parent too. Because letting your child fail is very uncomfortable. And that's why I mentioned it earlier that this was something that I always I struggled with. And I still do, even as I work with my adult children. But never failing, it's not healthy, it's not productive. And never failing all the time, you have to be mindful too of the situation because never failing or failing all the time can really cause some consequences. And so what you need to do is be mindful of your child's situation and be consistent so again, like I said, because I know I kind of jumbled a little bit when I talked about that, is never failing isn't healthy, but neither is failing all the time. So that's the challenge. It's like, when do we step in? So I kind of came up with some own, oh, my own questions to even ask myself. So how often, and you should ask yourself too, how often do you let your child fail Before you step in. Well, when my kids were growing up, we had in our home something called a get out of jail free card. So if my boys forgot sports equipment that they needed for after school practice or a game, if they slept in and they were going to be late, or if maybe they forgot a homework at home and they really needed it that day, I would give them one pass each quarter to avoid consequences. Now they both knew this rule and my husband and I, we stuck to it. So if you used your get out of jail free card, then that quarter already, then you were pretty much done. So many times they had to decide too, you know, what what are the consequences and do I really want to use my get out of jail free card now or should I save it for another situation the issue though becomes when you know again consistency is the key so we had to stick to it because I really think that that is important for kids to really learn I wanted my boys to learn responsibility to know I was there for them but to not create habits, each family needs to do and find what works best for them as, their, as a parent and the child. So setting rules, setting up expectations, and then communicating them with your children are critical to success. So what types of failures should you let your own child do? What should you let your child learn on their own? I like to think of kind of picking your battles, so to speak. And I use this analogy very often, whether I'm dealing with helping parents or caregivers talk about, you know, discipline or behavior, but I like to put things in three baskets. So basket number one, I call that the health and safety basket. Will the problem, or consequence be life-threatening or permanent? If the answer is yes, you got to step in. After all, we are a child's biggest and most important advocates. And if it involves his health and his safety or her health or her safety, talk to your child about why you got involved and how to avoid the situation in the future. Basket number two. And it's the opposite side of things, not life-threatening. It doesn't have permanent consequences. So for example, they left their homework on the counter, or they placed the jug of milk just a little too close to the counter, so it's going to spill. Albeit, I'll I'll be <laughs> it, it might be messy, or an unfortunate outcome, no less, it's really not a big deal. So... Receiving a bad grade or cleaning up a mess usually helps them learn for the next time. Now, basket number three, I call that the gray zone. And I think this is the hardest basket to decide. So it really needs to be case by case. You need to think about the situation before you act on it. Because emotions, you know, when our emotions like anger or anxiety are high, it's really hard to make good decisions the most important thing to remember is no matter what you choose to do, again, be consistent. For example, your son goes to a basketball game in another city with his warm-up pants on. He gets to the game and he's practicing and warming up and realize he forgets to bring his shorts. Okay, this is actually a true story. I didn't think it, he did it intentionally. And I knew the result of his forgetfulness would have caused him undue embarrassment and let his team down. So in this situation, yes, would it have been a big deal? Was, was it life-threatening or permanent? No. But I went ahead and decided in this situation, I ran to a local store and I bought him a pair of shorts. So remember, do what you think is best for your child and the situation. But what are some things you can do that can help your child avoid failing without stepping in to rescue? Each child is different, so knowing his strengths and weaknesses is important. In that last situation, like I said, I knew that although we might view that as not a big deal. And it still can be a teachable moment, even though I went and got the shorts. I knew that he would he would definitely suffer. And so would maybe the others that he might have left let down if he wasn't able to play. So that's why I stepped in in this situation. But we did have a nice conversation about it and kind of thought about strategies of what we can do the next time each child though needs to build on what they do well so for example if you want to help them but you don't want to necessarily step in like bringing their homework to school because they forgot it you want to encourage them so like for example if they did their homework you might remind them hey don't forget to take your homework, not because you want to be like, oh, because you forgot it last time and this was frustrating and you got super mad about it and then I got mad about it and blah, blah, blah. You've been there before. What you want to say in this instance is build them up and remind them what they did well. You worked so hard on that homework. I know you want to turn it in and, you know, be proud of what the work that you did. So let's, let's do something that we can help you not forget. Don't let it go to waste. So come up with some strategies. Like if they're old enough and they have a phone, let's set a reminder on the phone. Or put a do not, do you have your homework note? Or don't forget to take your homework on the door before you go out. Or even if they're a driver, for example, put it on the steering wheel or put it on your steering steering wheel if you're taking them to school. Although it seems counterintuitive to let your child fail, when you can help, a, a counterintuitive to let them fail when you can help them avoid this, you know, and this discomfort, sometimes it's okay to let them skin their knee a little to learn. When parents come to my office and have concerns about their parents, their child's behavior, I always tell them, hey, talk to your child. Tell them what's going on and what changes you want to make. Set a date then for when we're going to start really expecting these changes like, you know, these are your consequences if you're not going to, if, if you continue to forget to bring your homework or your, your instrument or your sports equipment. And really strategize together. If you remember from a previous podcast, uh, Dr. Levitt had said having like a five minute family meeting on Sunday, for example, is a great way to set them up for success. And so by doing that, it's like, okay, when do we have practice that you need your sports equipment? When do you need your instrument at school? And really setting them up for success and then praising them for remembering what they needed to do and bring. Once you set a date and you kind of set up consequences though, then go move forward and don't ever look back because we want to be consistent because it's really just how they learn. You know, failure is an opportunity. I want to talk about the word crisis for a minute. And it's very interesting because the symbol, the Chinese symbol for crisis is actually a combination of two words, and that is danger and opportunity. I think that's a really cool concept to be thinking of because it's true. When there's a crisis, You know, there could be danger or there's consequences, but there's also opportunity. And so failure is an opportunity. It's a chance to reevaluate and come back stronger with better reasoning. Failure is not fatal. No matter how hard it may be, that failure simply means you get another shot to try again. I love the quote, you only fail if you fail to continue to try and so you you can still be loving and, and supportive for your child and make these teachable moments more comfortable by letting them understand exactly why you made the decision that you did so that they can learn and not feel like you're not helping me, you're not trusting me, you're not, you know, doing everything that I need you to do. But part of learning for everyone involves feeling uncomfortable at times. Part of loving your child responsibly means that you need to let them feel uncomfortable and even fail as long as they're learning how to be accountable for their actions in the process and to try to appreciate the opportunity that a crisis and its natural consequences become present for your child and that you learn from it and that you're consistent. I want to leave you with a few quotes that I found really inspiring in regards to failure and especially when it comes to kids. And that is from Richard Branson, do not be embarrassed by your failure, learn from them and start again. And that's what we want to teach our children. And we don't want to embarrass them either. We want them to understand these, this is the responsibility that I'm setting on you. And these are the consequences. And communicating that as the health leader is so important. And then catch them when they do something right and say, hey, I noticed last week that you turned in all of your homework. That's awesome. Winston Churchill once said, success is not final, failure's not fatal, it is the courage to continue that counts. And so, like I said earlier in the podcast, it doesn't feel good when we fail. And I know I would do anything for my kids so that they don't feel uncomfortable or sad. But I also know that by doing everything for them... They're not learning and they're also it, the possibility of not being as successful in the future is is a real thing. So you're setting them up for success. Again, keep in mind that crisis, that Chinese symbol means danger and opportunity. But again, we want it to be these teachable moments that are so important. And finally, I want to tell you there's only one thing that makes a dream possible to achieve, and that's fear of failure. And so we don't want them to be afraid to fail. We don't want them to be afraid that, of these consequences. So we want to encourage them. We want to be there for them, but we also want them to learn from these mistakes so that they don't do it again, so that they don't feel that uncomfortable again. I want to thank you so much for joining me with this journey. There's so many more topics we have to talk about. I want to talk about sibling rivalry and continue to build on parenting and parenting skills. And I'm really excited about some future guests that I have that we're going to talk about a very important topic, and that's anxiety, which we know is becoming in and of itself a pandemic in this country, and especially for our children. And like I mentioned in the first podcast, you know, we're not perfect, but we can take it one day at a time and realize that we are the health leader and realize that we are learning too every day as we parent. And again, to remind you that we learn from our experiences and it's, it's good. It's all good. So please can follow me. Please continue to listen and share. And you can follow me on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows. So until next time, I want to tell you that be successful, don't be afraid to fail, and have the courage to keep going.